spanning 438 miles between each other and on the move today. Listen to the fifth quarter podcast. I'm your host, George Koff, and coming live, going live is Desmond McLaughlin. He is somewhere on the Texas Tech campus. We are going to apologize right now for the wind and the blocking back and forth. Desmond's probably going to be all over the place, but he is walking on campus with an Xbox mic on his uh, face. (laughs) This is episode number 17 as we recap the first weekend of the March Madness NCAA tournament. Let's welcome Desmond. Desmond, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, George. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Desmond, can you tell us where you are right now or where you're attempting to go? Right now, George, I'm on the Texas Tech campus, just passing by the media communications building right here. Uh, the English building, I'm just about to head to the library pretty soon to get that hard work in. I got a big test coming tomorrow in history. There you go. You heard it first. He's uh, he's putting in work, but he's got to get the podcast in, too. Of course, of course, always. So uh, we did say we'd come back for today or come back this week because we went off the air for like two months. So we are back for the second straight week. Desmond, what do you think? We should get right into it. Let's get into it, George. All right. So uh, last week, unless you were living under a rock, um, the round of 64 and round of 32 took place in the March Madness NCAA men's basketball tournament. Um, I guess it was sort of a ho-hum weekend. We had some good games, a lot of blowouts, but the best games of the weekend had to be by far the UCF Duke and Tennessee-Iowa games. Uh, Tennessee-Iowa went to overtime and UCF and Duke it may have not been a dunk on Zion Williams or a dunk on Taco, but Zion Williamson got Taco to uh, draw his fifth foul, get him out of the game, and ended up winning the game for the Duke Blue Devils. Desmond, what's your take on that? Well, George, that game was it was so exciting. You know, I was watching it towards the end, and just that that miss uh, tip back at the end of the UCF game. You know the one I'm talking about. Gosh, just, yeah. just inches, man. That's what this game is inches. Just a little bit, little bit to the right, George. If that ball would have gone through, game over. Duke could have been out of the tournament. Just, that's what March Madness is, man. Hey, Desmond, I know you're a huge basketball fan. I know you did play basketball in high school. Be honest. Would you have made that shot? Well, George, he was off balanced, but he still had a great opportunity to make that shot. You know, I'm, mm, I'm gonna say. Probably yes, only because I got the clutch bones. But I don't, I don't, I don't blame him for missing that shot. That's a hard tip back to make. He was off balance, you know. Just that, just the effort he put in. That was a lot. You got the ice in the veins. Ice in the veins, George. Always, always on key. Uh, well, uh, I do think one of the better games actually of the weekend was that LSU Maryland game on Sunday. Oh my goodness, LSU was able to, or on. Uh, on Saturday, rather, not Sunday, Saturday, when LSU was able to win it with 1.6 seconds left mm-hmm, on, the, mm-hmm. on the clock. What do you think, if you're LSU right now, obviously you've had the whole coaching situation and everything else. What's your take on them? Do you think they can get past Michigan State? Do you think they stand a chance to get to the Final Four? Well, George, I told you that I think Michigan State's are this year's national champions. Obviously, I gave you that outstanding record of 10 and 1 against top 25 teams. Now, I don't think they've been playing as strong as I've wanted them to, but I'm still going to stand beside them, George. I still think that they're a great team. They, they know what it's like to play against good teams. I don't think LSU has a good chance against them, though. Fair point. I think, are you saying then it's kind of a fluke that they got to the Sweet 16? Or that uh, I'm, not say, I'm not saying, I'm not, no, no, I'm not saying that. 
I don't see that they're a strong enough team to beat Michigan State. Uh, fair point. You, you, we have our own opinions. Um, did you know, Desmond, we brought up – I'll wait for this wind here to pass. Um, we brought up last, last episode that uh, we had – it was the first time we had three number one seeds from the same conference. 2009 was the last yeah. time that happened. And the, the only the other the only other time that happened. Um, this is also we bring back that 2009 tournament because for only the second time ever we have all the one seeds, all the two seeds, and all the three seeds make it to the Sweet 16. Do you wow. think? Do you think that's chalk or not? Do you think that's just because there were easy pass for those 12 teams? Mm. Or do you think something had to give. I mean, I do think that the paths were a little bit easy, but then again, you know, there, there's still been upset, especially with the number four and five C's. Anything could have happened. You know, that's, it's just the way that the uh, bracket was set up this year. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It's kind of strange. And I think because of that, we do have still one perfect bracket. There's a man out there in Columbus, Ohio, whose uh, who's bracket he almost didn't make. He made it in the last 20 minutes before the tournament started on Thursday morning. He called it. <laughs> he was sick. And uh, you can read more on NCAA's web on the NCAA.com website. They have a full feature story on him, and uh, it's the first time we ever will have a perfect bracket going to the Sweet 16. Desmond, I ask you this: How long does it take for that perfect bracket to get busted? The first game, the first game of the tournament, or the first game of the Sweet 16 is Florida State Gonzaga. Now, mind you, let me know. Let me tell you this: He has all chalk. He has all the higher seeds winning. That means the one, two seeds are the eight teams in the final four, or in the in the elite eight rather. So, what? How long does this streak stay? He's at forty-eight consecutive. How many games? How many more games does he get? <sighs> Dang, George, I I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna get down to the. Uh... I honestly think I think it's gonna be the um, I think it's gonna be the Texas Tech game, George. I I know I'm be, I might be like having a little too much strength, but I honestly think that we have the chance to beat Michigan. You know, I do I do too. No, I do too. I, that would be if that was the case, that would mean fifty consecutive but, games. Correct. But I mean, there the the uh isn't the uh the Purdue game is before then. I have I have Purdue being Tennessee, so I honestly okay. I could see that six twenty nine game Purdue against Tennessee. Um, I didn't see that they were playing before. Tech, but um, I think I think that that game will ruin his bracket. I definitely think he won't make it to the elite eight with a person. No, for sure. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. No. Um, for me, I think it might be the first game of the Sweet Sixteen. I think Gonzaga, Florida State, might wreck his Ooh, bracket. You think you think Florida State's gonna win? We'll talk a little about a little bit more about that when we get to our game picks. <laughs> but but uh, speaking of Texas Tech, you just mentioned them, and you're. You're around a, probably a bunch of Red Raiders right now <laughs> on campus. What do you think their chances realistically? We said that you said you said last week that they had a very good chance that they're probably just going to get to the Sweet 16 and they were going to lose to Michigan. You were pretty dead set on that. They have a matchup with Michigan. Do they get past them into the Elite Eight or is it game over? Well, if I was being realistic, if I was being realistic, I would say no, they don't beat Michigan. Michigan played well against Florida. Almost beat him by 20. I know Texas Tech played very well against Buffalo, but also again, like Buffalo was, wasn't a strong team. I really thought everyone was saying that they're a strong team. I was telling them, no, they're not a strong team. They're not playing against conference. They don't play against good teams, and obviously showed. But it'll be an interesting game. 
Yeah, uh, Michigan has some really good guard play, and they have three. They have this pretty stellar three-point shooting. So I don't know. I say the Texas Tech will get past them. Um, they are dominant because of their their points in the paint, and they can just post up on any of those. And and especially the defense. The defense is good. Yes. But I think with Texas Tech, they have a very good offensive uh, production. They have a tall team as well, which means that mm-hmm. they're going to be able to um, dominate in the paint and dominate. Um, they're going to be able to dominate over those big guards and the bigs for Michigan. So it'll be a really it matches up really well on paper. But you know what they always say about March Madness: you're always going to have some sort of madness. Something's going to mismatch, and that's how games get won and lost. So we'll see. Uh, and then the other Texas team in the uh, Sweet 16, which first off, I need to I need to apologize to all you Baylor fans. Um, I predicted that you were going to lose in the first round to Syracuse. That's on me. I apologize. Uh, congratulations on getting past Orange and putting up a heck of a fight against uh, against Gonzaga. So. Kudos to you, uh, Desmond. You can laugh here if you really want to, because remember how how I said they had no, they stood no chance at all. Uh, yeah. But uh, so there's where my apology is for Baylor, but for Houston, who's the other Texas team in the Sweet 16, um, they face Kentucky. They, it's first time that they're in the Sweet 16 since 1984. They are looking to get to their first Elite Eight since that 84 season when they were the tournament runners-up. Desmond, what's the matchup? What do you think What do you think we all, we're going to see? Do we see P.J. Washington for the, Cougar, for the Wildcats? Do we see the Cougars get better on the three-point shooting? Your thoughts? Well, George, I also want to apologize. I, I, I think he's just a chance getting Ohio State. I think I put Ohio State winning in almost every single one of my brackets. They obviously came, came out almost my 20. Congratulations to them on my Houston peeps. But but I don't let's be realistic here, George. It's Kentucky. It's, they've been here before every single year, George. They know what they're doing. I I, I don't wanna I don't wanna be too hateful on Houston based off WAP against Iowa State, Ohio State, but uh I think Kentucky still's got this in the bag. Okay. Okay. Um yeah, I, I, I personally I think if Kentucky has Kentucky is a great unbeatable team with PJ Washington. Without P without PJ Washington, they're just decent. They're good, and you know, they can they can get past teams. I mean, they got past Wofford because they could defend the three. And for crying out loud, the Terriers could not even make a single three. I'm looking at you, Fletcher McGee. Like, come on, get your get your three pointing shooting in check. Like, come on. Um, and I think the Cougars will have better three point shooting. They were only 28. They only made 28 percent from the three. In their first two games of the tournament, they'll get better. They had a few few days to regroup, refocus. They're playing in Kansas City. They don't have to play Kansas. Kansas is gone from that part of the bracket. So no hometown team. You've got Auburn. You've got New York, Carolina, Kentucky, and Houston. You've got a good matchup in Kansas City. I think Houston makes it to the Elite Eight. They'll face North Carolina. And then who knows? We'll see. Um if they face North Carolina, it will be an overtime game, and it will probably be a North Carolina victory. If they face Auburn, Houston's going back to the Final Four. You heard it here first. If they if they are able to beat Kentucky, they're basically be able to beat anybody. They'll bust my bracket because I think I have Kentucky. <laughs> I think I have either Kentucky or North Carolina coming out of the bracket, but you get the gist, right? You, you, <laughs> you get the idea. 
Um, so, Desmond, we talked about bracket locks, sleepers, and upsets last time. Our locks, I think all three of our locks are still in. That's correct. Tennessee was my lock for the Sweet 16. They're still in. Your lock for the Sweet 16 was Kentucky. They're in. The Elite Eight, Virginia, was mine. Gonzaga was yours. The final lock for the Final Four, for me it was Duke. For you it was Virginia. Desmond, has that changed for you? My lock for the Elite Eight is Virginia. I'm sticking with my gut. Yours my, was Gonzaga. Does that change? <clears throat> yes, both of these change. Okay. I, my lock for Elite Eight is Virginia. Okay. As well. You're jumping uh, on the Cavalier bandwagon, huh? I, uh, I mean, George, they're playing, they're playing Oregon, George. I, come on. And, um, which I actually had in my bracket, but I still know they were going to lose to Virginia. Um, and my lock for the Final Four would be North Carolina. They play Auburn, and they either have to play Houston or Kentucky, which I don't think they're as strong as other teams that the other number one teams have to play, so I'm going to change mine to North Carolina for my lock for the Final Four. UNC's been playing great ball. I think that's a good a good uh good lock there for me i still think tennessee they were able to sneak past iowa and any team that gives up a 24 point lead you've got to be worried but i just think tennessee has all the right pieces and when they're all playing together they're on they are it's like a facing a giant admiral schofield grant williams uh, uh bone they are just they're they're just so good uh on the perimeter, they're good inside the the paint. On on putbacks, they ju- on on dunks. They're just uh, over overall well-rounded team. And when they're playing like that, we saw it against Iowa in the first half. In the first, I don't know, six minutes of the second half, they were dominant for the first 26 minutes of that game. They slowed down because Iowa started to get chances and come back. I still think Tennessee is going to make it to the Final Four, and I still have Virginia making it to the Eight. I'm not sure if that how that matchup is going to play out, Virginia versus Tennessee in the Elite Eight. It'll be interesting how what happens, but I still think Tennessee makes it to the Final Four. And with what's going on, with what's going on in that bottom region, with Houston, Kentucky, and North Carolina and Auburn, Tennessee has a nice path to the national championship game. Uh, right now, for this weekend, your biggest your biggest surprise team. Who do you have? Like biggest surprise team heading into the um into the Sweet Sixteen, or like biggest surprise who I think can make it out of the Sweet Sixteen. Maybe both. Hmm. All right. So my biggest surprise, even though I had them going, is Oregon. You know, okay. I kind of. Was hoping that they would make it because I had a, I had a bet with one of my friends here. Here's why I did it, but I'm I'm still I'm still pretty surprised that they that they made it. You know, okay. That, that, that's one of my long shots where I'm usually wrong, especially in the football season. That actually came out correct. And I think my biggest surprise ones that could make it out. I'm also gonna have to go with Purdue. I think I think Purdue has a good chance wow. to Tennessee. Yes. Wow. The the Boilermakers making the Boilermakers, but the Boiler the hot George they're hot. So you're saying if they beat Tennessee, they'd probably face Virginia, and do you think they can take down Virginia? Yes, I do. Wow. That's a bold statement. Very bold, George. Very in, bold. In the, wor- in the words of, of my, one of my favorite, movie, do- favorite movies, Dodgeball, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. 
<laughs> we will, we will. Oh my goodness, Desmond. Wow. <laughs> well, for those of you that are, uh, if you did sleep under a rock for the first weekend, I know I said that multiple times, but seriously, you couldn't have avoided March Madness. It's 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 madness. It's crazy. Uh, the oh, yeah. kicks off tomorrow, uh, Thursday, March 28th. Boom. Uh, 6.09 p.m. Central Time. No, I'm sorry. Yes, at 6.09 p.m. Central Time with Gonzaga, Florida State, coming to you live from Anaheim, California. So that would be a good one to kick off the second weekend of the tournament. And at this time next week, we will have your final four teams. And we'll see who those will be. We don't want to predict or speculate because that's how you put a jinx on a team. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I know somebody will be here on second. But, uh, I, would, I would go out on a whim and say it's not me, it's Desmond. But, you know. <laughs> speaking, of Texas Tech, speaking of Texas Tech, um, we've got some more college baseball news, and we'll get back into college baseball and opening day because basketball season is coming, is nearing a close. So we will have some more college baseball coverage and opening day baseball. So A&M and Texas Tech swept their their uh, weekend opponents. A&M went on the road to sweep Kentucky and Texas Tech did it at home against Michigan. So they're looking for a four game sweep here, three games against Texas Tech or three games against Michigan and one more game in the, in the tournament to uh, make it a nice, uh, Texas Tech runs that state, I guess, if you will. <laughs> uh, and I know Texas Tech did end up losing the Stinson after they played Michigan there in Lubbock, but the Red Raiders are still doing well. They bounced back from that bad series loss to Texas. AM is now 5-1 and one in the SEC, tied for first in the SEC conference. Everything's looking real nice for Texas, for Texas baseball, or the state of Texas baseball, not the Longhorns, but all these other schools. <laughs> um, well, the Longhorns as well, but they lost to Incarnate Word last night, so that's a definitely a bad loss. Desmond, your thoughts on the baseball? I know you're not a huge baseball guy, but what do you think this team uh, contrib- will contribute to the uh, to this year's season? Well, George, I, need, I definitely need to go see more games. I haven't been to a baseball game yet. Some of my friends have, so I definitely need to go check it out. Um, I know that the talks around campus, you know, I'm not really a big baseball fan, but they're saying that we have a good chance of making it back to uh, Omaha this year. So I'm definitely excited for that. Um, I did hear about, about us being Michigan. And, you know, I, I just honestly, George, I, didn't go, I need to go watch some games. You know, I've, just, I've been so focused on Jared Culver, you know, Marietti, watching all these games. You know, I've been focused on basketball season, but, you know, what's going to happen if we lose? What am I going to go to? I have to go to baseball. Exactly. You know, I, I've heard that, uh, I've heard that, Rip Griffin Park, I believe, is what it's called, or yeah, Rip yeah. Law Field, or something. Like Griffin. No, Griffin. Griffin. I, 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 don't, I don't even know what the full name of it, but Rip Law <laughs> Field at Griffin Park, or something like that. I've heard it's a beautiful, beautiful facility. One of the no, it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've walked past there a couple of times. You know, I don't want to boast, but you know, Blue Ball Park here in College Station <laughs> is is one of the nicest as well. So, uh, yeah, we both have our own nice stadiums, and we'll see what happens, but. Um, Arizona State, for those of you that tuned in last week, they were undefeated going into the weekend. They did lose. Um, they, they, lost, they picked up their first loss to Oregon. They are still, though, on top of the back Pac-12, and they're sitting at a 22-1 record, which is still the best in college baseball. We will have more college baseball coverage again, as I mentioned, next week or in weeks further as we 
exit basketball season and into baseball. But conference play is here. It's starting. Texas Tech uh, goes on the road to play Kansas State this weekend. A&M comes home to play Mizzou in a good series. And what looks seems like the vibe around College Station is that we should sweep uh, the Tigers. So that will be – hopefully we'll get another sweep and keep moving forward. But, Desmond, guess what? It's opening day tomorrow in the Major League Baseball uh, world. Uh, this day has come it's, – it's, it's been a blessing for it to finally get here. Uh, and opening day baseball has come after a November 1st finish in the – November or October finish in the postseason last year. So it's good to be back. And we've got some good matchups. The Texas Rangers take on the Cubbies the, uh, in Arlington. The Astros will travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Rays. The Braves and the Phil- the Braves and the Phillies go at it from Philadelphia. Lots of good, good, uh, exciting matchups. I don't know who the Red Sox play, but it doesn't matter. They're going to open their World Series uh, revenge tour campaign. You know, they did win, but they're going to looking for their repeat. And so Desmond did not pick his division champions for each league. Uh, I did. I, basically, summary is Dodgers Astros will make it out of the National League and American League for me. I've got the Dodgers. And for all you Dodgers fans, I've got the Dodgers finally winning a World Series. They make it third times the charm. Um, and my Astro fans and people on my timeline, if I release that, are going to be very upset because I have a lot of Astro fans. And remember, I'm a Rangers fan. I'm from Houston, but I'm a Rangers fan. So uh, they may not be so happy about that. But that's the thing. I've got the Dodgers in six. Desmond, you said you had the Red Sox beating the Giants. How many games do you think? Sweet Caroline. Bop, bop, bop. Remember last year, George? Remember when I called that? When they won the World Series? Remember that, George? You did call, call it. it. Well, I, I will call it again. Call, call it. it again. They're winning. Yes. They're winning. What's up? You realize that if they did repeat, it would be the first time a team has repeat since like the early 2000s when the Yankees did it. Here we go. It's that year. It's about time, George. <laughs> all right. All right. You don't think the Astros are going to get a dynasty and you don't think the Red Sox are – you don't think anyone else is going to contend with the Red Sox? <laughs> nope. <laughs> It's, oh, that, it's, that, it's, it's that Northeast, George. Look at the Patriots. Look at them. They keep winning. Yeah, well, you know, Rob Gronkowski retired, so I don't know if you call that winning. Okay, they'll replace him. He wasn't that good this year, okay? He was slowing down. Wow, breaking news, people. Desmond, the Northeasterner, <laughs> has admitted that Gronk was not that good. Wow, can you believe it? <laughs> first. What is going on? Wow. <laughs> Oh my god. People have been crying all over my social media and Twitter timelines and you're just admitting ah oh, he wasn't that good. Wow. Oh, he was, okay, he wasn't he wasn't as strong as he's been in the last couple of years. Let's let's be honest here. Let, let's be let's 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 also be honest. He won the Super Bowl for you guys this year with that I'm, beautiful catch. With that beautiful catch <laughs> inside the ten yard line with two minutes to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I say one thing here on my case. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, I'm just trying to make a, make a statement here. And I don't know how you think the Giants are going to get out of it nationally. They're still in a rebuilding phase. So I don't know if it's maybe – and it's an odd year, too, so not even your magic. like. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking, Joey. I was thinking about the odd – I heard about the odd year thing. I was like, hmm, Giants. 
and Bruce Bochy, the Giants manager, is going to retire after this year. So maybe win one for the Gipper, as they say, I think is what the proper thing is. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> now, Desmond, if the Red Sox do repeat, do you think they can do it in back-to-back-to-back seasons? Three in a row. Three seasons in a row? Well, I don't know. Let's talk. Well, let's get through the first season before we start talking about that. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll, we'll we'll let that we'll let it rest because I think uh, you do make a good point. We got we got to get through those before we <laughs> yeah start talking about. Uh, but Desmond, any thoughts on on opening day here? I know it's been a while since we've talked about Major League Baseball, but uh, are you excited? Are you happy to see it back in play? And well, yeah, as you know, I'm not a very big baseball fan but i guess i'm pretty excited for my dad i know he likes to watch a lot of baseball so i was happy that he had it on the tv and also one of my friends works with the the rangers facility like he works at like one of their things inside the stadium so i know he'll definitely be uh, watching the rangers game so i'll have to watch a few of them yeah you know the rangers we're going to be putting on our big boy pants and trying to suck it up again because <laughs> if we get if we get under a 90 loss season if we get like less than 90 losses that will be a, a win for the for the organization. It seriously will because uh, this this organization has been in some some trials and tribulations. And no offense to anybody in the Rangers organization, please do not take this. It just it just drives me crazy to see us trade and let some of our big guys go. But you know, still salty that Adrian Beltre retired. Still salty. Speaking of salty. I think it's time to get to our game picks. And Desmond, no, yep. Desmond, I'd like to inform the audience that you are officially at 500 on your upset picks. You are two. Whoa! two. Let's go. Uh, Desmond was <laughs> able to guess. Now, we're talking, if we're saying upsets, Desmond was able to get the Baylor over Syracuse. That's a 9-8 seeded matchup, correct? He was also able to get the UCF over VCU. That was also a 9-8 matchup, correct? So, I don't know if you call those upsets, Desmond. Hey, hey, upsets are upsets, all right? Uh, and uh, I would like to inform people that you did miss the Seton Hall over Wofford, which was a 10-7 matchup. So that would have been an upset. So, your one real upset you still got wrong. But, you know, I guess that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. And for <laughs> me, and for me, I went to – I had four upsets, and I got – I went um, – I went – Three for four on the upsets. I guess the Ohio State-Iowa State one, correct? That was 11-6. I got – my only one that I got wrong was a little ambitious Yale over LSU. That was a 14 Yeah, I, I did see that one, yeah. Uh, I did get the UCF one as well as you did. And then I was able to get Ja Morand and uh, his Murray State Racers right. 12-5 matchup. I would like to mention New Mexico State if – if we have any New Mexico State listeners out there um, – Seriously, you couldn't have helped me out in my bracket. I had y'all going to the Sweet 16. I had it. Oh, it was going to be a party in Kansas City. <laughs> you were going to be playing UNC. It was going to be a fiesta. It was so much oh fun. And instead, you had to disappoint me by a one-point <laughs> loss on day one of the tournament. Day one. Not, not, not cool, man. George. Hey, two straight years that I've banked on y'all trying to get an upset, and it hasn't worked. I would be careful if it, if I should pick you next year. I would be very careful. Watch them win. 
Oh yeah, exactly. Watch them win. Um, speaking of watching people win, we've cleared the upset pick of watch. I'll just say this. I've got three upsets today, this week. Of, of the eight Sweet 16 games. Devin, I believe you have two, one or two. So yeah, I have two. We'll get into this. Uh, the first one is, and I will say the higher seeded, that means the one, two, three, uh, whatever team, first before I say um, the lower seeded teams. Michigan, the number two seeded Michigan Wolverines take on the number three Texas Tech Red Raiders. That's a Thursday night game in Anaheim. And you, Desmond, I'd like you to play some uh, some fun and games with me here. Do you know where Disneyland is? Disneyland? Yeah. It's in California? Yeah, it's in Anaheim. And you know what Disneyland is called? You know what the little slogan is? Um, like the greatest place on earth or something like that? Yeah, the happiest or greatest place on earth. And uh, you know how you know how when when that song it's like when you wish upon a star what will happen? Uh, yeah, yeah. What uh, happened? You, you wish mean? upon a star. Makes no difference who you are. When okay, the last part. A dreams come true, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Desmond, you're gonna like me for this one. The Red Raiders gonna make a dream come true. They get to the Elite Eight for the second straight season. I've got Texas Tech in an upset by seven. What about you? That's why I like to hear George. That's why I like to hear George. Texas Tech definitely gonna win. I think it's gonna be by nine actually. But I like I like you're on my path. I like you're on my path. Yeah, I just think I don't know. I don't Michigan is good, but Texas Tech is better. If you can mm-hmm. beat a Kansas team in the regular season by like forty points, yes. you're doing something right. You're doing Kansas is not is good and you know they, they've not been as great. But if you can still beat a traditional program like that by 40 points, you know you're doing something right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm taking Texas Tech, and you are too. And hopefully they'll be able to take on uh, – hopefully they'll be able to knock off either Gonzaga or Florida State and get to the Final Four. The next matchup that we have is um, a Friday night matchup. I believe it's the last – yes, it is the last matchup of the Sweet 16. As the number as the number two Kentucky Wildcats take on the number three seeded Houston Cougars, they're down by the river in Kansas City, where the barbecue is never as good as Texas. The Cougars <laughs> and Wildcats are gonna get into a brawl and scar at each other and place and 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 look at each other for having similar looking logos. Uh, I think the first team to get. I think the first team to get to 60 points and have more than seven three-pointers made wins this game. And that, my friend, is going to be Corey Davis and the Houston Cougars. Houston by four in an upset. Surprise me, Desmond. What do you got? <laughs> George, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's that uh, Houston pride you have, but I don't see I don't see Houston beating Kentucky. Kentucky... They've been here before. They're they're here every single year. The coaches know what they're doing, George. I have Kentucky by twelve. Wow, big time. I mean, that's that that's not that big. It's all right. It's somewhat. I mean, that's that's like a that's like a four possession game, <laughs> or six if you're talking all layups. And we might see a lot of layups in that game because three pointing, three point shooting has not been great for either one of those teams. Uh, moving on, we've got 
North Carolina and uh, the number one, number one seeded North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the five seed Auburn Tigers. The five seed Auburn Tigers are kind of an up, up underdog this year in the Sweet 16. You wouldn't expect that in other years because you usually get a lot of double digit seeds and some, you know, eight and nines here and there. But this year, since you have somebody one, two, and three seeds, you've got an upset as a five seed. So, um, that's also in Kansas City. That's Charles Barkley taking on his uh, his uh, co-worker, Kenny Smith. Kenny the Jet Smith there, that he, who went to UNC. And there's a reason why UNC got a one seed. And that's because they've just been dominant. They're, nobody's stopping them. They're like a, <clears throat> like a rampage. Hence the name of Starkill, a rampage. Get it? Ram? <laughs> rampage? So uh, I've, got the, I've got UNC beating... Uh, Auburn by nine. I disagree with you, George. <clears throat> I'm going to say UNC by 15. I'm going big on this one. Yeah, I say I, they, I don't think there's any. Yeah, I think they beat Auburn by 15 in the first half, but they survive a comeback from Auburn and make it put some put it at nine. Hold the brakes at nine as their final score. So okay. So we could see a double digit win though. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if it's by 15. You know, 10 or 15. Like you've predicted. Um, in the fourth game, here we've got another game on Friday in Washington, D.C. <sighs> Tremont Waters and his LSU Tigers uh, take, a, take a good jaunt to the, the uh, capital by the, on the Delaware and Potomac River. As the, uh, and they take on the two-seeded Michigan State Spartans. Desmond, you've mentioned all these stats about the Spartans being 10-1 and one against top 10, te- top 25 teams this year. They've been, you know, they had their hands full against Bradley uh, in yes, I did see that. first round. They were able to get past Minnesota pretty easily, but that was, wasn't without some, uh, some interest, interesting heroics in the first half. And, of course, second half, they kind of pulled away. Tom Izzo, he's caught some interest some flack for being too aggressive in his coaching yelling at that player that's kind of gotten all gone viral all over social media but i think lsu again uh, something about it just i'm not sold yet if lsu wins i I won't i won't be surprised but michigan state they're too good by five go smart what about you I have Michigan State by three. I did. I, I'm showing you notes. I definitely like what you said. That's exactly. What I was gonna say. I think that um, Michigan State will kind of get a pretty good lead. I think we'll be close, but they'll get a pretty good lead, maybe by eight or nine by the first half. And come to the second half, I think uh, LSU will keep it really close up until the end. And I think like I think Michigan State will win by about like three. Okay. Yeah, I think it will be close. I will admit it will be close because LSU. They just surprise people. Tremont Waters is either really good. He could be really bad, but his supporting cast could be really good. So it just depends. Uh, moving to our last four games of the Sweet 16. And if you're counting at home, folks, I've already had two upsets. And I said there would be three. And this is my third upset. Gonzaga, the one seed, takes on the four-seeded Seminoles out of Florida State in Tallahassee. They take they play this game in Anaheim in California. On Thursday, the game before the Texas Tech game, um, we also get another dream come true in Anaheim, where Disneyland is, as we get an anticipated Sweet 16 rematch from last year between the Bulldogs and the Seminoles. Uh, the Seminoles were able to ride momentum in that game. They made it to the Elite Eight and lost to, uh, last year they lost to Michigan in the Elite Eight. 
who Michigan went on to go to the national championship game and lose. Uh, but this year, again, Florida State's Gonzaga's kryptonite. Going to upset, Florida State by six, they knock off another, uh, they knock off a one seed. Desmond, what about you? No, George, I don't, I don't think, I think there's only one team, Michigan State, that could beat this Gonzaga team. They're just so good. I mean, when, when you're one of your best players has the least amount of points on the starting lineup, and you still cream a team by almost 20, that's that's just insane. I have Gonzaga winning this game by seven. <clears throat> wow. All right, you're just going to throw shade at my upset, but fine. <laughs> Did you see Florida State dismantle Murray State with John Moran? Did you see Gonzaga dismantle Baylor with their leading player not playing whoa, well? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm out. I don't think they dismantled them. They were able to squeak by. They <laughs> Baylor, did you see that 13-0 run that Baylor had to start the second half? What are we talking about dismantling? Did you see that almost that like 11-0 run that Gonzaga started off with in like in the middle of the first half? Come on, George. Uh, hey, that game was all about runs, I guess, if you want to go with it. But Baylor, the only reason why they lost was because they just, they, uh, what was the name, Vital or Vital, I think is his name, had four fouls for most of the second half. All right, if he doesn't get one. If he has, if he plays with three fouls for most of the second half, they're going to keep him in and he's going to make the comeback. But no, he got to be taken out because you don't want to risk a fifth foul halfway through the second half. That's a waste of a player. Now you're stuck. Then you're going to lose by 25. Last time I checked, they only lost by, I believe, nine. Um, let me, let me consult my bracket here they lost by um 12 12 was the final score and eight in like five of those points were in garbage time i don't know if i say dismantle desmond but all right we'll just we'll move forward because we could be arguing about this all day long all right moving ahead we've got uh, you've been you've probably been asking where's the Louisville region? Well, here you go. Virginia takes on the only double digit seed this year in the Sweet 16, the Oregon Ducks, who you could probably argue are having the most momentum in the in the March Madness tournament right now. They have won probably I think they've won eight or nine games in a row. They won five in five days against in the Pac-12 tournament. They were able to beat Wisconsin by 13 or whatever. Were able to make survive a comeback by UC Irvine and the Anteaters and uh, beat them by 16. Desmond, can they beat Virginia? To me, they don't. Virginia will clock will strike midnight on their Cinderella clock. Virginia by 11. What about you? I agree, George. I don't think Oregon has the firepower to beat a high-quality team like Virginia. I have Virginia winning by 8. Could you? Will you agree with me on this one, though, that Oregon is the Cinderella this year? Yes, I definitely will agree on that. And how far does Cinderella usually get, traditionally? Sweet 16, sometimes the Elite Eight. And what are we at? The Sweet 16, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. We'll see. They Hey, things could, stranger things have happened, but to me, Virginia has gotten better as they played in the tournament. There are some things that get worse because they start to weaken and get fatigued. But Virginia, after that first half against Gardner-Webb, when we thought, oh boy, do we have another 16-1 upset on our hands? They have played dominant basketball. They were dominant out of the gates against Oklahoma. As they finished off that, that Gardner-Webb game, I think it was like 23-6 to run or something like that in the last 15 minutes of the game. It was crazy. They Okay, so they finished that game off. Then they start like 11-0 on o- Oklahoma. Can't, doesn't let Oklahoma get any momentum in that game. So you got to think, 
this is going to be a game of momentum. Whoever has the most is probably going to win the game. And Oregon, don't count them out, but Oregon could could make a case for themselves, but Virginia is going to be better. They have they have too much talent and too much firepower. Now, Desmond, in the game you've been talking about, and the game that I have been talking about because I think it's got my national champion in it, uh, Tennessee and the Volunteers take on the Purdue Boilermakers, the three seed. That's Thursday. That's the late, the early game in Louisville. If there's anyone in the country right now that can knock off the Volunteers, I will agree. It's Purdue. Mm-hmm. Or it, it's a rather, it's a Big Ten team. Iowa had their chance, couldn't get it done. Purdue's going to get their chance. Can they get it done? They're going to need another big game from Caleb Edwards, their star, their star player, who I think had 45 against. Uh, um, against Villanova, something like that? I don't know. I think the Volunteers are kind of like that team that is going to double-team, triple-team, do whatever they can to get the ball out of the hands of of their, of the star player, that being Edwards. And, yes, Purdue's got a lot of playmakers, but I don't think they can – I don't think they can uh, – uh, I don't think Purdue can get it done. I've got the Volunteers by six, moving to the Elite Eight. What about you, Desmond? Well, George, I think Purdue does have what it takes. This is my other upset that I've been talking about. I've been talking about this all day. I see Purdue going in, um, but I have it winning by five. What 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 do you like about it? I know you've been mentioning it, but what specifically do you like about Purdue that you think matches up better against Tennessee than um, than the other way around? Tennessee matching up better than Purdue or, than Purdue. I don't. I just, it's kind of like gutting you feeling, George. I mean, I know I had high hopes for Villanova, you know, I'm just talking about them being in the, uh, you know, going really far in the tournament the last couple of years. And, uh, uh, oh my God, that looks like Brand. All right, sorry. Um, and they destroy Villanova, who I think, did we both have them going, beating Purdue? I, I believe so. I believe so. I had them. I had them as well. Yeah. So if you had them, we, then yeah, we both did. Yes. And they destroyed them, George. And it, I don't know. I think Tennessee played Iowa and Colgate. I mean, that's they haven't really played anybody like that great. Yeah, I think Purdue has more. They beat Auburn in the SEC championship game by like twenty by twenty. And Auburn's in the Sweet Sixteen. But Auburn's still not that good, George. Okay, fine, fine. If we're looking at that way, they beat in Kentucky. They beat in Kentucky. (laughs) Regular season, we are talking about March Madness, George. All right, all right, Des, all right, Desmond. But look at look at the. I see your point, but Colgate, Colgate is a. They were a pretty good team out of the Patriot League. They gave a. They gave Tennessee a run for their money, but so did the other 15 seeds. Ten, Michigan State had their hands full with Bradley, um, Abilene Christian. Okay, forget about Abilene Christian in Kentucky. That's not. That's the only exception. Um, uh, Michigan. In Montana, Montana was on the edge there. They had a chance, and then Michigan kind of put them away, put them to sleep. But what I'm trying to say is each team is going to have that that one team that's kind of going to be the one that is like a, a throne in their back. It's going to keep stabbing at them. George, George, all I'm, all I'm saying is think about it. Purdue, they're Edwards. Well, he's averaging about, like, what, 32 points per game in the, the uh, matchup. Last time Purdue and Tennessee played, Tennessee won by, I believe, like three in overtime. It didn't. Didn't Tennessee, didn't Tennessee blow a twenty-five point lead to Iowa and forced to go into overtime? Isn't that isn't what happened last game? Okay, it did. But can we talk about how Iowa had the heart to come back? 
it's not that's not just oh blowing a huge lead. That's also having the will to come back, the drive. Yes, but you also need to have you also need to have the will to not let them come back. That is a good point. That's a fair point. But what I'm trying to say <laughs> is I think Tennessee every time if you look at watch the end, the last six minutes of that Colgate game, Tennessee was it was going back and forth. And then Admiral Schofield makes three threes in on three straight possessions, and that game is over. They find a way if they're they're losing momentum to get it right back. I almost totally forgot. Possession. I almost totally forgot they almost lost to Colgate in the first round. All right, Desmond. All right. All right. <laughs> I I think can we agree though that that might be probably the most entertaining game of the Sweet Sixteen. Yes, I, I definitely agree. I think that one. I think that one and the. Uh, and the Michigan State LSU might be the two closest games. North Carolina Auburn will be interesting because, of course, you have Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith. They're going to be getting at it on the uh, studio set at halftime. You know it. You know it. They're going to be on each other's face. But uh, we do have one more game. You've probably been counting. But uh, again, that Tennessee Purdue game tips off Thursday, six twenty nine p.m. Central on TBS from Louisville, Kentucky. So that will be a good one to tune in for sure. And finally, our last matchup of the Sweet 16 before we wrap up our podcast episode, Duke, the team that barely squeaked by UCF on a on a prayer to the basketball gods, takes on the fourth-ranked Virginia, fourth-seeded Virginia Tech Hokies. The Hokies are making it to the Sweet 16 for the first time in school history. Um, this is an all-ACC battle. Uh, speaking of battle. Zion had his battle with Taco um, in the last match in the last round, and Duke ha- is shooting is the worst three point shooting team in the nation right now. So uh, Coach K is going to need to get his squad together, and they're going to need to be able to shoot threes to beat this Hokie team. Otherwise, that Hokie team is going to drain you from the perimeter and inside the paint. To me, Zion and RJ Bear are the difference for Duke, but not by much. I said Duke by five. I'm changing that. I've got Duke by two points. They squeak by again. And this is if this is if that last game wasn't a wake up call, this one is. And they've got to bring their best if they want to beat Michigan State in the Elite Eight. And I I just I don't know. We'll see. Desmond, who do you have? I'm assuming Duke, but who knows? Yes, no, you're right. I got Duke by eight. And I don't think that last game was definitely a wake up call. They feel very lucky that that tip in at the last second missed. So I definitely think that they're gonna come back out to have something to prove. Let all the voters know like you have nothing to worry about. You know, last game was just a fluke. We're back in our A game. And that game is on Friday, a late game on Friday on CBS in Washington, DC. So that will be a good one. I just I don't know. Virginia Tech Virginia Tech is good, but Duke Duke just needs to be careful. If they make a mistake here down the road we could see them losing the Michigan State, and I don't think anyone wants that because then Duke, you know, of course, sixty percent of the brackets in America are going to be broken if they weren't, even though they were already, <laughs> but they're still going to be broken because they have Duke as their national champion. It's crazy. Um, well, I guess that puts the buzzer, Desmond, our our, our trademark buzzer. <laughs> oh gosh, that was terrible. But okay. <laughs> Uh, on, on, it's a love care. The love care. <laughs> there you go. On episode number 17. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Probably same time, same place, same bat channel to uh, to break down the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Talk about who's in the final four. 
give you some more baseball. I guess opening, opening. We'll we'll recap opening day. Talk about what's going on, and uh, feel free to still try to follow us on our social medias. On give us a a a, a like and subscribe on YouTube. We would appreciate it. Trying to grow our brand here, and we do want to let you all know. Episode number 20, that will be in two weeks or so, is going to be a mailbag episode. If you're unfamiliar with the term mailbag, that just means we will be answering questions that have been submitted. Questions or on topics that you want to hear from us. Anything college-related, anything sports-related, we will answer. Uh, we will we will make that our section. That, we'll make that our theme of the podcast to celebrate 20 episodes on the youtube on the air so uh, we'll remind you again next week and the weeks coming but feel free to tweet those questions at desmond and i's twitter you can probably find those on twitter give us an email give us an email like us on facebook do whatever you need to do to get your question we'll figure it out so signing off for the fifth quarter this week uh wednesday march 27th 2019 i am george Koff, and in lubbock there's McLaughlin. Signing off for the fifth quarter. Adios, Giga Maggies, and I guess Reckham Tech, but you know, Giga Maggies. <laughs> Adios.